0: That's a good breaking news sound, right? We
1: well, you come to you live from... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you hey, and I uh, finished
0: recording about uh,
1: six hours ago,
0: seven hours ago. I it haven't even made yeah. my, my final notes for our editor. Uh, and then I woke up from a late night nap and Freddie Freeman is apparently a dodger.
1: You you have a sixth sense, um, but you're still alive. Just to prove, not to alert everyone. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Harold uh, in this yeah. scenario, and oh, oh, F- Freddie oh, Freeman, right.
0: who everyone's forgotten, is, yeah. is the ghost.
1: Who Freddie Freeman, who whose chances of signing with the Dodgers in November? I'm pretty sure I thought was dead. Uh, is, is apparently <laughs> signed. Uh, obviously, nothing is official yet. Um, but it's been reported, uh, I think, Jeff Passan and Kylie McDaniel were the first to say done deal. John Morosi was going through the thesaurus uh, about <laughs> d- diff- different um, ways to uh, say ways it's to probably say, happening, but it hasn't close. happened yet. <laughs> In fact, I, I did, uh, well, there, like, Bob Nightingale had a tweet, um, I think uh, Ken Rosenthal had a tweet, so I, I went to the tried and true um, uh, Vince McMahon escalating yeah. meme, and... Uh, <laughs> I just—I actually forgot what I put. Damn, there's so many. Here, here's like, you know, pe- there's so many people in my mentions right now from for different things that um, I can't. It's hard for me to find that tweet easily. Well, um, let's do I'm, I'm a bit of business. Right I'll ahead.
0: let you find the tweet. Uh, so we're going to talk yeah. about this is a uh, a special one-off breaking news podcast. Not going to follow the normal format. I should check. Did Craig? You think Craig just randomly sent us five questions and that, with, with his hilarious. six? Cents? <laughs> uh, but no, Wait,
1: five. No, maybe he could send us one question, but we can call it five questions because it's, it's about Freddie Freeman.
0: No, right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll do a little bit since we will come right back and talk about Freddie. Nice.
2: Frederick! At LuckyLandslots.com.
3: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions supply.
1: So, you find your meme? We're not in a labor stub. Oh, dang it. <laughs> wrong question. Yeah. Uh, I found it. So, yeah. So, the first one, um, yeah, this was Morosi, uh, deep in talks. Uh, and then uh, Bob Nightingale, serious talks. And then uh, this was Ken Rosenthal, I believe, very close. And then. Uh, I think it was Morosi first uh, finalizing a multi-year contract, and it was just. And then I think Morosi had like two tweets after that, so we'll see. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was it's wild, but yeah. So uh, pretty much everyone's confirming Juan Tribio. Uh the local beats, uh, uh, Jack Harris, uh, F- Fabian Ardaya uh, have also confirmed, uh, and then like the relevant national people are all in. So six years, one hundred sixty-two million. I I don't I can't find the actual comment I don't know if it's actually up right now because we went in a had a commenting system um, changeover uh, recently and so the old comments are still sort of uh, archived they'll be up eventually at some point but they're they're not live right now or like the the old ones aren't um, but uh, sometime in November I remember someone in the comments specifically was talking about Freeman and I don't. I couldn't figure out where it was coming. Like it, it seemed like one of those like random, like ser- person talking about a rumor thing, you know. And my uh, the Dodgers are going to trade for Mike Trout. My yeah, exactly. My flippant response was uh, the Dodgers have a first baseman, and like I, there's no real tone. It's hard to do tone over the internet, but that was my tone, <laughs> I think. Like, and uh, I, you know what? Now they have two first basemen, <laughs> so. I mean, look. Everyone knew the DH was coming, so that's one thing. But um, and obviously, Max Muncy plays other positions. It's just it's remarkable how this sort of um, happened. Like, well, we, you'll there's going to be another episode. I'm assuming this one will be first. We talked a, a little bit about how the dominoes sort of fell for this. Where forever, I mean, the one of the reasons why I was so dismissive is because it seemed obvious that. The Braves were just eventually going to resign him. He's like, you know, he's not like obvious Hall of Famer like Clayton Kershaw, but he's like that, nearly that level of iconic. Like in terms of with mm. the Braves, he's been there for twelve years. They just won a World Series. Like it seemed, they seemed obvious. They should have signed him to an extension like last offseason. Then it seemed obvious like this last spring, and then they they just never got it done. And then once the lockout started it's like he's still not signed like what are they doing right and then we saw earlier the week um the braves traded for matt olsen and then extended him uh for eight years 168 so i think i and i noticed i, I mentioned this on the on our podcast earlier um that i would i said that's probably going to be about what freeman freeman or Friedman. This, oh, this is Friedman signing Friedman is messing with me <laughs> It's about what Freeman was gonna get in six years so and that's basically what it is so 27 million a year. Um, but then like the other suitors you know Yankees signed uh, um, Anthony Rizzo um, uh, I miss oh the Blue Jays traded for Matt Chapman. Uh so and then you had the the Rockies or not the Rockies the Rockies signed Chris Bryant weirdly after we recorded um <laughs> but then um the Red so- the, the Red Sox and Padres are both like up against the the luxury tax threshold and like they might go over but it's one of those where it would have been like a little bit out of character at least like the way of this happening so and then uh the Rays I guess were reportedly like trying to swoop in that w- that would have been like one of those rare times where wow the you know that's, like, the main criticism of the Rays. Like, obviously, they're the most efficient team in baseball. But, like, you, there's still, like, uh, some things you could sort of go overboard on. And, like, this would have been, like, um, one of those times. And it would have been actually, like, fun to see from their standpoint. But, like, the Dodgers, it sounds like from uh, what people are reporting, I think Juan Tribio um, said this, that the, the, it seems like the sixth year was what got it done. I would imagine that's what was taking so long if, if – if we consider this taking long, um, mm-hmm. uh, that it you know, so that's probably what um, what what's happening here. So yeah, but yeah, it's just it's like kind of overwhelming at this point. Like, uh, have you have you thought about what the Dodgers lineup will be?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, interesting the note because I've done it a few times and remember, yeah. like, oh, that has Chris Taylor on the bench, <laughs> uh, or oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they, I think. How you break it down, they end up with arguably two really good options on the bench, depending on how Gavin Lux does, um, if he lives up a little closer to potential. So I'm going to just do positionally, right? Sure. Uh, so we've you've got, you know, opening day, let's say. Yep. Uh, you've got Walker Buehler, Will Smith, yep. Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, uh, <clears throat> Justin Turner, uh, Trey Turner, Pollock, Bellinger, Mookie, and that has Chris Taylor and uh, Gavin on the bench.
1: Well, no, but there's a DH. So oh, right. Well, them. there you go. Right. So yeah. throw
0: Pollock on the DH, I guess. Sure. That's going to take a while to get used to, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be used to that.
1: <laughs> right. So that that that's the thing that like takes it, it. It's sort of the the risk mitigator for everything. Like, um, you know, wow, like they. You Know what do the Dodgers have, like, or like, is it? And we've seen this, right? Like, every time, whether it's last year or a few years back, where oh, the Dodgers have eight or nine starting pitchers, how are they gonna um, handle this? And then by like mid April, they need like two other guys yeah. to call and, up you know, because... Cody Bellinger <laughs> yeah.
0: still needs to show that he's put it together, right? Max Messi Max coming Mance back, literally from... tore his yeah. ligament,
1: <laughs> like, uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's, um, there's a lot going on, and but yeah, so like, they, but what they certainly what this bot is like a sort of level of certainty that they they were missing last Mm -hmm. year like they had a especially in the second half they had a a pretty awesome lineup after like Trey Turner came in it's just they weren't able to sort of put it all together I think this just adds it adds that extra layer of certainty obviously they lost Corey Seager I, I would rate Freeman as like a, a bat on that level. You could argue like Seager was might have been better the last I mean, maybe not tw- 2020 but in the postseason Seager was so good but like um they I mean yeah it's just it's pretty great. Like it's, <laughs> there's no real way around that. And you're right like it's they they probably do still need a pitcher and then everyone um you could argue like Gavin Lux uh should could go in a trade if it's, like, for a a big-time pitcher. But, like, you look at some of the people out here, like, uh, I don't think the Reds would trade Luis Castillo. And, you know, you'd probably include Lux in a deal for him. But, like, maybe Tyler Maley or – am I missing someone? I guess they traded Sonny Gray already. Um, And then the A's, Shalmanaya and uh, Frankie Frankie Montas. Montas, So, like, I don't think – I don't think you need to give up Lux for either of those guys. So you know you could just—that's just a more of a probably a depth play or like a higher a prospect who who might oh, a good highly ranked prospect, but maybe not close to the majors or something. Um, you know, it's probably a package, obviously a package deal, but uh, who knows? But like, uh, yeah, I, I think if you if especially if you keep all those and Lux because I do think Lux is still a pretty big part of what they want to do. Uh, especially since like Turner right now is is a free agent at the end of the season trey well and justin but he has an option but um yeah it's uh it, it's gonna be interesting I, i'm trying to figure out the line like we're talking about the lineup like i w- i wonder how good it is like the the 2020 dodgers had a really good lineup obviously it was a 60 game season but uh yeah they they should be pretty great and like i was looking at freeman's like splits he he's obviously better against righties than lefties but um his his like career wrc plus against lefties is like 113 he's 150 against righties which is ridiculous and uh but like yeah imagine 113 being your bad side like that the dodgers would take that on on most days for uh, for a lot like they go through years where they just don't Hit lefty sometimes, and uh, that's it's it's a level of certainty that they have. So it's going to be pretty sweet. Um, so I do uh, since it is a podcast, and we're we're obligated to do a trivia question. Not really, but it's fun. Uh, I got a set uh, in the contract. Uh, you should you should read those closer. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I took a look at the um, 2022 Top Series One. I got the like the Dodgers cards. There's like I think eleven of them, uh-huh. and I was going through them. I haven't written them up yet, but uh, I grabbed an Andre Jackson card just before we recorded, and on the back of the card it says, When he handcuffed Pittsburgh in a five-whiff performance on August 16, 2021, Andre became the first Dodgers pitcher in 70 years to debut with at least four scoreless innings of relief. I will caution you that the of relief part is key here, um, but my question to you is, who was the pitcher? Uh, and I will also I will also caution you that when they said 70 years, they were uh, rounding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to answer that after this.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and
2: groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com.
3: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply.
2: All right. So uh,
0: which Dodger pitcher 70-ish years ago... Uh, yeah. Uh, debuted with uh, f- four or more relief endings that i got that right it, it,
1: yeah it was at, and it, just to give you the the year it was 67 years ago it was uh
0: 1954. uh and so let's let's start with a guess uh
1: no um i think i believe his first year was 56
0: okay um,
1: I will also i I will give you um credit if you name any of the starters in the interim. There are eight starting scoreless debuts at least that long uh, from in between the fift- fifty four and twenty twenty one.
0: Edwin Jackson.
1: Um, n- Ooh, wait a minute.
0: Was that not a scoreless? No. Was it just like a really good performance?
1: Maybe it was one in it, one run in six innings.
0: Yeah, I'm looking. I'm going to look that up. Um, you, you tell me it's too late. It is it is midnight. Yeah. It's weird baseball my time. So you tell me the answer to the other one because I don't want to think of $50 <laughs> pitchers. <laughs>
1: bob darnell
0: <laughs> why would you do that to me
1: I mean, well this was this i just said uh, for the I, you have the listener everything he said hey are you gonna do a trivia question like seconds fair. before we were gonna record i'm like uh oh yeah. i got and one I for grab, you jerk yeah i just grabbed the baseball card and the first thing i saw i was like sure let's do uh, that and i looked it up right before we recorded so anyway so i'm like oh um, he's that yeah,
0: he, i'm clearly a name i know and yeah i Johnny. thought it was a little early well i thought of yeah um Don Drysdale. Before you gave me the exact year, you just told yeah. me around. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Um, so it Johnny was Padres got hit around. It was Sorry. one earned run.
1: Okay, in six innings. Um, Johnny Padres allowed six runs in a, in the first, and uh, so they took him out. Then Bob Darnell came in and threw six scoreless. Um, the Dodgers lost that game to the Phillies. It was in Philly, but the pitcher for the Dodgers who, who uh, scored the or pitched the last inning scoreless uh someone named russ meyer i don't believe that's the the film director who did wasn't he like the um faster pussycat kill kill isn't he that guy i I don't know yeah (laughs) all right that's here i have a fun trivia
0: question for you who scored the only run in edwin jackson's review run scored not rbi
1: in in that game in that game Uh, you mean off him
0: uh no so it is yeah off edwin a robbie hammock hit a sacrifice fly to right field who's who's
1: scored all right so it's it's september 9th 2003 yep um uh, i believe edwin jackson's 20th birthday and like the day before randy johnson's 40th it was almost doubled up um so that year, Robbie Hammock. So you're talking about probably like the the six hitter for the Diamondbacks scoring, I'm guessing. The four, um, four hitter. Oh. Mm. Well, let's... in that. You know what? I'm just going to say Reggie Sanders.
0: Raul Mondesi.
1: Wow. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so the only other thing I was going to say is... Yeah. Um, we, I think the most, you know, the Dodgers, uh, I think they were trying to re-sign Corey Seager, just were outbid um, by the Rangers, you know, 10 years, 325, it's kind of hard to beat that, and um, I think they probably were out there looking, like, they, they make a big deal about, um, rightfully so, about not being, like, locked into certain things where they can just kind of pounce when people, people become available. Right. So I'm sure maybe their plan a wasn't signing Freddie Freeman this winter, but like the, after not signing Seeger, they're like thinking if we want to add that level of bat, like what's available and like, what's the price, you know? Um, and so I, I would imagine that that was probably a large part of the accounting in it. Um, but yeah, it's, we're, uh, we talked about like the luxury tax and stuff there. With Bauer um, counting like his full salary, they're at roughly like two hundred and eighty million, and it's probably like two eighty five. I have a quick question, logistics question on that.
0: You know this stuff better than I think anyone I know. If on a retroactive suspension, does that touch the CBT at all?
1: So that's a good question. It's there's a couple weird things about about Bauer's contract, especially the way it was structured um, that I'm not totally sure on, but just generally, so if if they say suspend him because he already missed the last 81 games last year and let's say they suspend him for something in that range. Let's just say 81 games, right? So it's like it's literally half half the season. But if it's last season, they like he got paid last season. So right. I th- and they paid luxury tax for last season. So I I don't know if if it's if it's a credit or if it's like Bauer just has to pay that back mm. or they just take the 14 million off this year because his salary last year was 28 million. He had a $10 million bonus and then, um, uh, $28 million salary, but it was a weird setup in the salary in that he didn't get paid like, um, you know, twice a month, like, like regular players. Um, he, his $28 million was paid as a bonus, like, uh, on like one of the first few days of November. Um, so it's one of those weird things where is that considered salary? You know, like it's not. Right. Um, so w- and is that I mean, obviously, the the Machiavellian side is like, you know, they, they obviously didn't plan for that. But like, you know, is that part of the accounting? But uh, it, that's just a weird quirk. I don't know if that means it wouldn't be. Subject to that, would would be like the weirdest thing ever if that's the case. But let's just—I think just—I think what would happen is, um, if Bauer got suspended, and let's say it's it's half half a year, um, then you're looking at it's probably some just some sort of credit for this year because they probably already paid like all the taxes here, so it's it's a credit one way or the other. So I, I'm and, not sure.
0: And all of this is. Regardless of what the Dodgers do after, exactly right, yeah. You know, yes, in theory they could try to void and all that, but that's historically very poor track record. So I think you can assume it's it's
1: hard to expect that to like even probably fly. Um But like, like I think if 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 they were to not you know get rid of money it would just they would just it would be a decision on their part to pay the freight and just and then be done with it. So, but yeah, it's just so I just sort of assume. His salary is counting, uh, you know, for the for this year. And but you you can maybe mentally say, but maybe minus like fourteen million or something, uh, depending on or roughly, you know, I'm just spit whatever the number is. But so it's just roughly like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Different. The Last thing I wanted to talk about. We we mentioned the sort of the nine names we would assume are in the sort of proverbial starting lineup uh, in some order, playing some amount of positions. That leaves and the, the, your the teams are forced to thirteen thirteen this year. Is that right?
1: Um, I I be, yes. It, yeah, under normal circumstances, there there's probably going to be a thing in the early going sure. just because of the ramp up. Where There'll the, be like the, twenty eight or something. Yeah, it'll be twenty eight or twenty nine for the first few weeks or something. Okay,
0: well, going to the twenty six for now. Um, yeah, that leaves four bench players. Uh, I have yep. – Um, Gavin Lux and Austin Barnes, I think, are, are locks. Assuming yep. Sure, that uh, they're on the team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, where do uh, you... answer, Alberto is a lock. Okay, uh, that, that was one, one of my first questions, is if you considered him a lock or not. Um, yeah. Obviously, he signed so then, a deal, it, <laughs> assuming that was the case, but you never know. So That so so leaves one like, name, huh?
1: Right, so then it depends on where you're... I would imagine it would have to be an outfielder. And like, how much do you consider Matt Beatty yeah. outfielder <laughs> at that point? Right, <laughs> you've been reading my like, mind. Good job. <laughs> and, and, and like, yeah, so that's where it gets interesting, right? Like, I'm obviously in the early going; they will probably have a little more leeway, so they they could find a spot for like Beatty or Rios, um, just for like a pure hitter um, like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So I would imagine it's some sort of outfielder in that spot because e- unless unless they're like. For sure, they want to use Lux a, a ton in the outfield, you know. Like you know, he's he's probably going to end up playing all over. Same with Taylor. I'm uh, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be pretty interesting. Like how it's how it how they set that up and like it was weird because there was uh, one of the rumors before the Freeman thing was the Dodgers were also interested in Jorge Soler, right? And then I mean, it seems. You kind of wonder would, if the
0: do, Cruz and solar rumor is worthy if we don't get Freeman.
1: That that, it, see, that makes more sense, right? Like, and then I see. I guess McKinstry is well, no, because he's not good in the outfield either. <laughs> so like, it, it's pro. It's probably not that bad of a. Um, it is kind of
0: interesting stretch. if you think about it. Like Chris Taylor may not get to, you know, best laid plans play a lot of the infield this year. Like hmm, as the you, as a thing is right. on paper, because he because he is by far their best offensive yeah. fourth quote unquote outfielder
1: right like the one there they would be most comfortable like sticking in center or whatever like although they did the weird thing last year where they had Gavin Lux in center because they figured left was harder because of the yep. trying to get the read the line drives and stuff or the the stuff right at you so it's gonna be weird but yeah I think there's gonna be spots but I I would am- I would say yeah, Beatty, Rios, for sure one of them, I think, would probably be on the opening day roster, especially if it's 28. Um, but, like, they have a, a better shot than I thought. But, yeah, it is it is a little rough, like, because you basically have, you know, the, the, the two guys who were in high A last year, or ended with high A, Eddie, Eddie's Leonard and Yorbid Vivas. They're super young. They're both 21. Um, they're not going to be, like, on the opening day roster, right? They they might be able to p- play at some point this year, but um, they're more of a long-term thing. And then, but like James Outman in the outfield, like if, if they just needed like a defensive outfielder, you could sort of, maybe if they have an extra spot in April, you could just, given where the roster's at now, like you could sort of see that. But like, but yeah, it, it shows you how much like given, I mean, it's crazy to say this because they had a pretty, I think their Pakota projection was like 99 and a half wins before signing Freeman. So like, they're still really good, but it's like, um, they still needed like more, like, you know, this, and it and when you say like needing more depth, they obviously signed the a starter, but it makes one of Gavin Lux, AJ Pollock or Chris Taylor, a bench guy. And that makes your bench really good. So like, um, maybe they sign another, not Alberto type, but just like another sort of, um, fringy outfielder or something like that that can sort of round out the bench i, I don't know just spitballing but uh yeah it's uh but yeah they they got ready freaking freeman man oh
0: did you did you see the freedman quote from the i think it was mlb network mlb interview? network
1: yeah uh uh brian <laughs> kenny uh was just trying to get him to talk and what he, he was like what are you what's your level of interest i believe is how he rephrased yeah. the question and then he said, Freddie Freeman's a very, a really, really, really good player. It was three reallys, and then Friedman had uh, what I can best describe as a shit-eating grin uh, <laughs> on his face, and it was hilarious.
0: Daniel uh, Brim had the good point. If you just read the quote, you're like, well, whatever. That's just a non-answer. But then you watch it, it's like, that is the worst po- poker face. <laughs> <phase." laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, and, you but know, you I didn't think, want to read into it too much in case he was just being goofy, but... Uh, I do
1: think the thing w- with with Friedman on that, and again, not Freeman in this case, Friedman, <laughs> uh, Andrew Friedman, um, is that I do think he does take a little bit of pleasure in sort of tweaking yes. uh, that kind of <laughs> answer and, and stuff, so like, it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah, the, uh, we didn't want to make this super, super long, so let's just say Dodgers have Freeman, they, they lost number five, they gained a number five, so... They have a really good number five who's going to be right in the top of their lineup or middle heart of their lineup i guess and uh wow that's all we'll say so yeah thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you the next time the dodgers make a monumental signing